the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where gold, the best kind of gold. What a legend. What a champion. Beautiful colour. Hello, beautiful people. <laughs> How are you, everyone? You can't answer that. Why did I ask? Who starts with the rhetorical? <laughs> Should I do it again? No. That was another one. <laughs> Shit. Welcome to the Maybe Daily. We are here. <laughs> we is me and Mason. How are you, Mason? Yeah, no bit, no bit, no bit. Yeah, good. Three times over. Good to hear. We'll get into it. <laughs> Three kilos of apples for four dollars. I don't know. I'm in that like kind of come the fruiterer. You're yeah, no bit, no bit. Yeah. I'm not bad, no bad, no bad. Do I hear not bad? Any advancements? I'm not bad. Yeah, I'm alright, mate. We are sponsored this week, as always, by the good folks over at Mint Sports, mintsports.com.au. Rub it in, drink it in, Mint Bed. (laughs) Just wrote a little jingle for Mint (laughs) Bed. Rub it in, drink it in. (laughs) When you need to rub it in, and then you drink it in, Mint Bed. (laughs) We'll work on it. We'll work on it. We are also <laughs> sponsored by Tourism Radelaide. Come on down to Tourism Radelaide for all your Tourism Radelaide needs. Let us pray, Mace. Let I was wondering pray. how you're going to do that sponsor this week. <laughs> Let us pray that no teammates punch each other during this recording. Let us pray that Polo Boy <laughs> actually quits in our lifetime. And let us pray that no AFL players wind up in barrels after this weekend's gather round. <laughs> Uh. Thanks, Adelaide. In the name of Buff Lehman, Lehman. Mark, Mark Rashido, Roger, Roger Rashid, and, and John, John Cosmina. Cosy, some good South Australians. All the great highlights of the A League over the years since its mm. birth, but one of the great highlights was when. Uh, who was it? Musket kicked Cosmina off his oh. chair. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, sitting on the sideline. <laughs> side yeah, he kicked him over. Couldn't tell you who won the A League last year, but yes, I remember that. I hate Musket with a passion. Oh really? Despise him. Despise him. I reckon he's Even like when he scored that eighty-second minute penalty at the G against Uruguay in the first leg. That was pretty mint. I just think he's an absolute dog. I just can't believe he's like, he's now like winning the J League. He's a professional manager winning trophies. Is he winning the J? Is he? Yeah, his formation is one ten, and they're all in defence. <laughs> What's Japanese for kick the shins? Yeah, he's winning. They all have shivs on them. That's how much of a dog he is. All these players just throwing little shivs into in people. In the transfer window, he said he wanted to get Shinzo. But it was missed in <laughs> translation. It's just getting kicked in the Shinzo. Mate, a week is a long time in life. It's an eternity in sport. How's your week been? Yes. Week's been good. Happy Easter. Oh, yeah. Happy that Easter, was uh, here. Easter. That was run and done. Well done. Yeah. So I, um, I got down the coast, a lovely part of the world, Jarvis Bay. Jarvis oh, Bay. Lovely. Got called an out-of-towner out the car window. An out-of-towner. He's fighting words. Because <laughs> I was following the speed limit. Oh, God. <laughs> it was a real giveaway. What? Obeying the law? Yeah. 
Yeah, it looks like we got one of them drivers who obeys the law. I don't know why they talk like that in Jarvis Bay. We've got a southern Texas twang. Yeah, you could have been called a chicken eater. That's what good friend of the pod, Jai, calls all the tourists around Lawnway. They've got a place in Lawn down the coast. And yeah. we're down the beach one day, and there's like a handful of tourists down there, just like some Indian guys, a couple of Asian guys, oh, a real motley crew. And he goes, oh, have a look at all these chicken eaters. I'm like, chicken eaters? What are you talking about? And no shit, about four hours later, well, he doesn't explain it, obviously. Four right. hours later, we're down the beach, and there's like four empty boxes of chicken and chips just left down the beach. He goes, fucking chicken eaters. And he chicken picks it up, eaters. puts it in the bin, and they all go down there and get chicken and chips and never clean up after themselves. <laughs> It's like one of the wonders of the world. We go see the Great Ocean Road, the Twelve Apostles, and um, oh yeah, quarter chicken and chips, and just dump it. Chicken eaters. <laughs> I take that as a compliment. I always um always notice Indian people. This will be good. Wear jeans in jeans in the ocean. Why in the ocean? They swim in the ocean with their jeans on. You watch Bondi Rescue. You're not talking about like the Ganges where they where <laughs> they like wash them in <laughs> the ocean washing. in the water. Ah, another musing from Mace, thinking thoughts. Ah, wouldn't you agree with him, Gunther? Ich liebe Grübelein. <laughs> Prost. Bondi Rescue, you always like, oh, here he goes, it's going to be, it's Indian bloke, in jeans, in jeans, always in jeans. Unbelievable. It's going to weigh you down. Well, yeah, but also if you're wearing <laughs> denim jeans, you'd be thinking you'd be more wary of the rips. True. Prost. <laughs> Speaking of rips, I got called oh, yeah. uh, down at Easter, I got, um, I got asked, quote, rain in the flatulence. Sorry? It's hard to say. Rain in the flatulence by my partner, Mel. to. Oh, rain it in. Oh, I thought someone was asking you a question like, hey, is there any rain in the flatulence? As in like, when you fart, is there water in there? Yeah, it's a bit of a wet one. There's some rain in the flatulence. Like someone farts and they go, geez, that sounded like a bit of rain in the flatulence. rain in the flatulence, mate. Bit of precipitation out the old back cat flap and the cumulus nimbus. Hey, um, were you in church? What does she mean, rain it in? She knows you. In sickness and in health. We were staying with two other family, so Mel's cousins, and mm. I just, I don't know what it is, if it's COVID or I've been in, like, I yeah, have come COVID, out of lockdown. Mate. Yeah, yeah, You had COVID for 40 years, have you? <laughs> come off it, mate. Don't even try. Oh, COVID's playing up, Dale. Pull me finger. <laughs> well, was, she was fighting. <laughs> that COVID for 40 years. We took it down there and I was just fighting, like, not in private. like <laughs> That's what like the masks are for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're mandatory around mace. Let me give you the drum. Absolute fart-demic. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> It's just like, she's like, dude, you got to rain in the flatulence. It's out of control. To the point where someone was like, is there a septic tank around here? No. Like people, yeah, because well, I just would be doing it. Septic I'd be doing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not Must a subtle one. septic tanks down in Jarvis Bay. Ah, but the COVID's rife around these parts. 
Anyone else got a booster shot? I don't think that's where you're supposed to have it. I'm gonna design septic tanks for playgrounds. Little kids can take shits. Just a bit of a left field one. Speaking of asses, why as <laughs> fair left field? <laughs> oh, wow, mate, you started with it raining in the flatulence. To weightlifting now. Why, as a human race, across the board, do we find asses attractive? Is it the... Yeah. Sonny's Musings. Brain dome activity. Well, ostensibly, we just sit on them and release waste out of them. (laughs) Yet we are all instinctively attracted to them. Why? TED Talk Part 2, Sunny Asses. <laughs> okay, guys, so just summing know. up, just summing up, in winter, you want to wear a, a pair of thongs that's one size smaller so you don't flick up any water when you get a bit of uh, rain in the uh, flatulence on your back of your jeans when you go in the ocean. And uh, Join us next week when we're going to discuss why, across the board, no matter your sexuality, your proclivities in the bedroom, you don't mind a good ass. No, I just think, I mean, I've got a couple of theories. I think basically, like most things in life, it evolves down to the fact that we're still here, which is evolution, and evolution <laughs> stems from rooting, right? Yes, so you want a healthy yes. partner throughout time. Yes. You want someone who's going to be able to provide for your kids and, you know, live a healthy life. And a plump rump is a sign of good health, I suppose. <laughs> so much time on your hands. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. There's a theory that men are drawn to cleavage, not necessarily just because it's like a mother's milk thing, but due to the primal memories, I guess, for want of a better term, of taking someone from behind when peering down. That was the view (laughs) mid-coitus. Because, like, homo sapiens used to routinely just go from the back door to keep an eye out for predators. You heard it here first. Doggy was the old times missionary position. Imagine getting arrested, going to jail, and you walk in, and this is the conversation in your in your room as you walk. What we just sat there? Hey, uh, you got a new cellmate? <laughs> what are these guys in for? Ear cancer. Imagine even worse. This is the first time you've tuned into Maybe Daily because you wanted a bit of a sport fix, and you're ten minutes in, and it's been nothing but flatulence, assholes, and doggy style. <laughs> so stupid. But yeah, no, I had a good time down the coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Oh. <laughs> How's your Easter, mate? Bang, see you in 10 minutes. Oh, I've got some geez. stuff to get off my chest. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. How was your race, though? Yeah, yeah, I had a good one. I had a bit of time on my hands to do some musing. No, I actually went to um, I went to a wedding. One of the probably the greatest friend of the pod, Case, had his wedding um, oh. out at a beautiful winery in Sorrento. It was absolutely gorgeous, and it was a cracker. 
Absolute banger of a night. Nice. The accommodation was on site. Didn't have to go anywhere. Could go to the dunny oh. in your own room if you needed to and then go back to the dance floor. All that stuff. Amazing. But the highlight for Amazing. me was his nan, Thelma, who <laughs> is 106 months. 100 years old, Mace, Thelma. And she was sat there at the front and it was starting to rain. It was like, if it weren't for her, it would have been romantic drizzle. But it was, for me, I'm going, oh, this is pneumonia with a capital P. She's going to drop off the perch. Mm. And you know what I'm like. I started getting a bit in my own head about it. And I leant across to my brother. I go, I think I've got to go cover up Nan. Like put my jacket on her. And this is like right in the middle of do you take her, does she take you stuff. And my brother just looks at me like I'm an idiot and goes, mate, she's 100. She's seen worse than drizzle. I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> World War, man on the moon. Oh, a bit of rain about. <laughs> anyway, I spoke to Thelma. I spoke to Nan afterwards. How was Thelma? Mate, so switched on and hilarious because she was talking about how she's like, oh, I can finally drop off now. I was hanging on for wow. my hundredth. I was hanging on through COVID. I was hanging on for this. Buddy Case just keeps dangling something in front of me. He had another kid a few years ago. But anyway... She was in a really nice touch. She signed, they got Nan to sign the mm. registry. So that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Let's go down here and Oh, right your grandmother doesn't know where in the hell she's going to <laughs> No, with your damn you, big mouth, you, damn it. Shut you your mouth, you? Yeah. <laughs> so do I go right? Go just up the hill. Up the hill, she'll land. Oh, left. And here. then you turn to your right. A couple of old bags who don't know where they're going. Sounds like they're ready to give us a man's music. Okay, everybody, which way? Left? Left, left. You go right, like she told you, come to a dance music. The wedding itself overlooked this gorgeous, lush bosky surrounds with row upon row of these immaculately manicured vines in this pristine mm. vineyard and i'm thinking she's going to have some real words of wisdom for me and it wraps up i go oh you must be so proud how, did, how was all that you must have loved it and she just looks mm. at me and goes who do you reckon mows the lawns it's a fair job <laughs> it's a great musing go right like she told you come to daddy's music She's a big Swans fan. Huge Swannies fan. She would have seen in 100 years a hell of a lot of stuff from, you know, World War to a man on the moon and all that sort of stuff, the internet. And I started thinking, like, you know, they say, like, oh, they can put a man on the moon, but they can't change me tyres in half an hour or whatever. (laughs) When are we going to get over the man on the moon thing? Can we move on? Or is that just number one for life? It's not even that, like, inventive now, is it, man on the moon? I think someone's always playing golf up there. There's always someone up there chipping away in the, from the bunker. That was 69, the moon landing. So let's go 50 years before that, about 1920. If you point to the moon and go, hey, in 50 years, we're going to have yeah. a human being walk on that thing. That's pretty mind-blowing. That is mind-blowing. But yeah. if, say, in 1960, you turn to someone and said, hey, in 50 years, with the click of a button... I can show you three people rooting on my telephone. Like, which is a greater technological advance? <laughs> it's probably the rooting, but 
It just doesn't sound poetic, does it? It doesn't have that. Oh, they can put porn on me phone. <laughs> Sonny's Musings. Brain dome activity. Surely there's been a NASA sex... Like, you know, they did Edward Penis Hands and yeah, Shaving Ryan's yeah. Privates. Surely there's a NASA one. And it'd be an orgy and it'd be like, need another seven astronauts is what it stands for. <laughs> Just get in there. <laughs> hey, mate, we're 15 minutes in. Should we talk Jesus some sports? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, crikey. <laughs> Let's talk some goddamn sport. Yeah. Let's start off with golf and the US Masters. John Rambo Ram Rodriguez joins mm. equally splendidly named compatriots Sevi Ballesteros, Jose Maria Olazabal, and Sergio Garcia <laughs> in winning himself a green jacket. The Spaniard staved off challenges from Brooks Kepka and Fickle Fickleson. He took out his first US Masters, so the Sharks Live Tournament now travels to Adelaide. The festival state will take anything. I'm try- I'm still working on the Fickleson feud, Twitter feud. I've got to find a yeah, real nice quote. Not really, because he's he's actually a pretty good golfer. <laughs> really, he's still yeah, no, good. Yeah, no, he can hit a ball. He's yeah. still good. That's what I'm trying to wait for him You've to be really bad. You've got to go to his ego, about, don't worry Yeah, about. okay, something with his ego. Maybe we should have one with Shark. Absolutely, and I've loved the yeah. Shark over the Masters as well, where he said, get all the live boys together on the 18th. Oh, yeah. That was that. Bum rush so it. weird. Righto. It was so good. You reckon they would have awkwardly been in the rooms because he wasn't there. They would have been looking at each other going like, do we have to do it? Like, he's not here. Do we have to? Shark's going to get his schlong out again. I reckon they don't realise, but in like six months, he'll be like, okay, guys, we're all going to have to do a nude tournament. No clothes. Everyone <laughs> nude for 18 holes. And it's like, what? I thought if I get through nine holes and I'm not two or three off. From the NGV comes the award-winning Sharkboard Prize, completely Sharkers, a Greg Norman art experience, skin, nipple, buttocks, Balls. Johnson. Choker. Master Nudist. Gooch. Legs. Ego. Spine. 
Live tournament tattoo on ass cheek. Face, chin, cock. <laughs> That's the way champions do it. I fell for the guy, I really did. And we all know what it's like to play well and play badly in this game, so you feel for the guy. With so much sympathy for Greg Norman, it was easy to overlook the superb golf Faldo had played to win his third green jacket. All through June, come witness the master choker at his best, bearing all his life in nude self-portraits, the definer life of highs and lows, a career of choking on and off the greens. This is Norman in all his glory. Birthday suit Norman. The award-winning shark of old prize comes. Completely sharkers. A Greg Norman art experience. Opening night, June 1 at the NGV. To surfing now, you! And a pair of Aussies ring the bell as Tyler Wright goes back-to-back in her brother Owen's final outing. And Ethan Ewing Ewing. takes out the Bell's honours 40 years after his mum won the event. Wow, that's amazing. Isn't it? That's incredible. That's really cool. What was your mum doing 40 years ago that you could be doing today? (laughs) Oh, my God. Actually, I'm 40. My mum would have been rooting my dad, and that's not something I want to replicate (laughs) anytime soon. My dad brought mum around to their house uh, after a few dates and she was lovely and all and then she left yeah. and my nan my mom, dad was like what do you think she was pretty nice and nan's like steve she had no eyebrows back then it was like the look because she was a um no it wasn't she was a uh, conehead's look was never in <laughs> Back then, it was the look. Yeah. If you're in a frat house and you're passed out at a party. She was a punk and she <laughs> shaved them off. Is it like Uncle Leo on Seinfeld when he like draws them on and looks angry all the time? She just went without. You're hairless. You're scared. Are my eyebrows going to grow back? She was a sharpie. So the, the thing was... Shave your shave eyebrows. Shave your eyebrows off. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was initiation. Doesn't thing. sound too sharp to me. <laughs> hey, quick question. Yeah. Could you please all stand for the segment we call Ask Mace? Move your tail! Move your tail! You look like a girl out there. What's the matter with you? I feel like a Kentucky fried idiot. We talked about evolution before. Why do we have eyebrows? Oh my god. Is it? No, it's for. If you didn't, you'd just look like a complete nut job. No one would know. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we evolved to have them. Is that why we evolved to have them? It's not to keep sweat out of your eyes or anything like that when you're hunting and stuff. It's so you don't look like a bit of a weirdo and you can raise one of them if you're Jim Carrey. (laughs) You nink and poop. Mate, I was just reading off Google, mate. That's what it said. So you don't look like a nut job. (laughs) Evolution.com. Fair enough. Ask Mace. Move your tail! Move your tail! You look like a girl out there. What's the matter with you? I feel like a Kentucky fried idiot. Athletics! <laughs> and the 141st wow. stall gift has been run and won by a couple of teenagers. 19-year-old Ryan Tarrant and 16-year-old Bella Pasquale pocket a cool 40k for their troubles. Wow. 
That's incredible. Sticking with teenage superstars in Aussie athletics, teenage sensation Gout Gout. So good they named him twice. <laughs> Sets tongues wagging. You heard me. With a blistering 200 metre time, the 15 year old Queenslander Gout Gout no, it's broke not. 21 seconds and Gout Gout now holds the under 20 200 metre Aussie record. How's his parents form? G-O-U-T, G-O-U-T, gout, gout. Gout, gout. What is he, you know, like 60-year-old businessman? <laughs> he is 15 from Queensland, gout, gout. And Stop saying it. I just can't believe it. Mate, he's going he's gonna to win medals for us, this guy. Mr. and Mrs. Gout at the hospital. What's their form? <laughs> it's Neville Neville stuff. It's Neville oh, Neville. Oh, it is level. Gary and Phil Neville's dad, Neville Neville, one of the great double monikers. Neville Neville. Neville. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Gout, have you decided on a name? <laughs> gout. Uh, yes, yes, you. Um, have you decided on a first name? Gout. Okay, is there anyone else here that we could... Gout. <laughs> gout, gout. So much fun to say. Gout, gout. We do like chickpeas and hummus. We should go with gout. What? What are chickpeas and hummus? By the way, same thing. What have they got to do with it? Hummus gives you gout, apparently, if you eat a lot of hummus. Uh. That's what I'm reading on Google here. I'm reading on Google. This is what it you says. You need to change servers, mate. <laughs> Get off Ask Jeeves. Ask Gout. <laughs> You know, you always hear like occasionally of stories oh, where Jeeves. some backwater hick doesn't know they're pregnant or whatever, and then they pop one out. So oh, I didn't even know I'd shut out stomach cramps, and then out came DRT or whatever his name is. Maybe that's what happened here. <laughs> yeah. They went in with severe stomach cramps and left with gout. Today I'm going to give you my top six home remedies to heal gout. So good luck to gout gout. <laughs> Love him. He's already a fan favorite here. He's a f- I'm huge fan. Teenager, gout, gout. Oh, yeah, he's going to be the man. The much-anticipated gout, gout fight here. He's fast. He's putting the challenge down to gout, gout. And Josiah John out wide from WA. Josiah John, gout, gout, though, now shows his class. Gout, gout from Queensland. 20.87. That is a national record. To football, where Sam Kerr led the Matildas to a smashing of England 2-0, ending the Poms 30-game unbeaten streak. In the process, Kerr scored the opener and she assisted in the second. But Mace, it was post-game that she truly shone for me. Quote, we have won nothing. Winning tonight gives oh, us nothing. She mate, wants this I World cannot Cup. wait. Kerr top for a whole month. I'm wearing it the whole month. I'll tell you what, mate. Don't wait any longer to get your tickets because all the Matildas are already sold out. And there's been a bit of a fiasco with the tickets because... I think it's all a storm in a teacup. Nincompoops are buying tickets and then complaining that they don't have a good view because they didn't look on the oh, map. It's like, mate, gee, look where you're sitting. Spell. They just went category one and went, geez, I'm up the top. It's like, yeah, mate, every seat has to be filled for a sellout. What do they mean they can't see? As if. What are they doing? I know. Idiots. Although, you don't want to be up the very top of Stadium Australia, do you? That is a doozy. Vertigo.com. That is terrifying up there. Still oh. going? It's cloudy up yeah, it's there. You get wet <laughs> in the clouds. It's ridiculous. We're on in Sydney when that comes around. It's World happening. Cup's happening. I'm going to come to you, my friend. Don't you worry your pretty little head about that. <laughs> Beating England tonight doesn't win us anything. I wouldn't be here if it did. I'd be out celebrating. To the EPL on the title race and relegation scraps are heating up. Tensions flared during Liverpool's clash with league leaders Arsenal, but it was the officials losing their bottle as linesman Constantine Hatsidakis elbows Reds defender Andy Robertson. Happy Greek Easter. Definitely just wanted to say his name. 
Hey, did you see the Roy Keane baby thing that he did after the analysis after the game where he's saying... Where he just called him a baby constantly? <laughs> it goes on quiet and he goes, baby. It's real quiet. <laughs> it's the best. It's so Again, funny. I know I'm really harping on sexual stuff today, but... Why do we use baby as a term of sexual affection as well? That's kind of weird when you break it down. Oh, my God, it is. A baby? God, you're a good stoner. <laughs> <laughs> Beginner's luck. <laughs> oh, I don't know what happened. I just sort of got stoned for 30 years and, you know, worked a few things out. <laughs> oh, it's just the COVID, mate. It's just the 40 years worth of COVID that's really ruminating in my mind. It's giving me gout, gout. Sonny's Musings. Baby is creepy, isn't it? Don't call out baby, please. Oh, infant, these legs. <laughs> these beautiful, sorry. <laughs> so creepy. Next time someone calls your baby affectionately out there, Ooh. listener, replace it with infant and you'll feel suitably creep, I would suggest. You want to play fun little games? Come on, you nasty little cute little baby. What are you doing? Still on football and Angers Celtic go one step closer to clagging up another poster of victory. Oh. They downed rivals Rangers 3-2 over Easter and now sit 12 points clear at the top. Wow, poster clag glue. Can I just take it to the corner with Ange? Yeah, baby. Do we know what kind of coach he is? Is he a man manager? Is he a tactician? Is he a... I feel like he'd be a, a very good man manager. He's everything, mate. He's all yeah, about okay. work rate, for one. So you've got work to work rate, his butt off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially those old you work Brisbane harder when teams. you don't have the ball. But in order to do that with egos and big players, you need to have man management skills. You need everyone to be on board. You need team players. I think something that's underrated as well is his ability to get good gets in the transfer windows. He gets the yeah. right type of mentality of player in, I think. He really does. Energetic. They're all energetic. Yeah. Got to run. You got to be the architect like Moy in the center. You know what's really good in the Scottish League? Japanese players go into the Scottish League. Always well, successful. That was, all that was him because of the yeah. stint that he had in Japan. And it was part of the reason he was mocked when no one knew who he was. And they said, now nah, you're just dragging these blokes from the J-League. What are you going to get? Yeah. Musket's shins in next. No, I'm getting Shinzo <laughs> and he's going to bang him in. <laughs> They're all guns. All of them. Yeah, baby. To Ange we trust. Mummy, put the haggis on hold. We've got another poster of Ange. He's done it again. He's got another trophy for the mightiest Celtic FC. Angers Poster Clagley. To tennis now, and Daniel Medvedev cements his spot as king turd of the international oh tennis circuit. God. No mean feat. He shushed a booing crowd and dismantled part of the net during his round 16 win in Monte Carlo. The petulance is astounding. Oh, it's pathetic. <laughs> How's that? Oh. He didn't even like do it aggressively. He took it off and put it on the ground and walked. Yeah, what's he doing? You can't just dismantle the netting. He is the quintessential. You know, people talk about you know dodgy things like punchable heads or whatever. You look at that bloke and you just think tennis player, and I mean <laughs> that in it. the most disparaging way possible. <laughs> tennis player. You can see in the crowd. <laughs> tennis player. Tennis player. 
Hey, I'll tell you one thing with tennis that I thought of. I woke up in Thailand so hungover a few years ago at a wedding. Oh, yeah. And I've never had anxiety like I had when I was watching just the, just the ESPN or something on the TV there. And that Isna game at Wimbledon where it went to 78. Oh, yeah. I couldn't wrap 72, 70 or something. my head yeah. around that. I actually was like doing the math, searching it in Google. And I was like, have these two been playing for three years? Yeah, it's like the old ad. Do you remember that old Sampras and Agassi ad where they had them playing for years oh, and they I grew beards and stuff? It was a Nike ad, Nike vs. Reebok or something. Yeah, sick. it was good. Yeah, that was yeah, really was anxiety. I just couldn't... It took me hours I, to I get I go the other way. It. I love it. I love mm. it. I'm spewing now they have tie breaks, super tie breaks, sorry. Super tie breaks. Super. In the Grand Slams because... Yeah. I used to love four in the morning, Aussie Open, still 40 degrees in the shade outside. Cheers, four in the morning. It's all in the shade. But it's still, <laughs> you're still awake and it's like back when there were green courts, so offensive on the eye and you'd wake up again an hour later and be like, what are they, 58, 50, 57? Yeah, great. And it's always just two big servers. No one having a rally. No, it was always, it was at Roddick and Alan Alley went till five in the morning or something. You just go to work mm. straight after it. Straight in. If you're in the next round against whoever wins that, you're just farting through silk, aren't you? You're loving life. <laughs> Stick with me today and you'll be farting through silk, old son. My brother and I, years ago, went to Wimbledon. Oh, travelled? Yeah, done a bit of travelling, mate. Lucky enough to do a bit of travelling. And there was an Aussie bloke on one of the outside courts, unranked. Can't remember his name. Guccione? Chris Guccione? I believe it was the Gooch. I think it was Gout Gout. And it was about four all in the fifth. And we're like, oh, we'll just watch the end of this. Mm. And it was one of those. At the time, it was the longest match in Wimbledon history. It went to like 40-something games oh, each. Wow. And like that was our day out at the tennis. We were going to go the see whole, heaps of different matches. That was the matches. whole game. And we're like, all right, well, looks like we're just not moving. And by the end, it was awesome because we were the only ones there at the start. And he was Aussie, so we were vocal as. Yeah. And then it got chockers with all the press by the end of it. And at the end, he did the old, like, came over and pointed the racket at us. Like, yeah, oh, you got you us over boys. the line. Sick. That's me. Yeah, it was awesome. That's and I was like, all right, sick. I guess we're going home now. That <laughs> was Wimbledon. Saw one dude. Tennis players. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. To cricket now. Ooh. And Kiwi-born England skipper Ben Stokes tells curators he and Kiwi-born England coach Brendan McCullum want hard, flat decks for the upcoming Ashes. <laughs> Fine with us, Benny boy. Bring it on, Benny. Way to take away your one weapon. Meanwhile, Baz Ball may have had more sinister origins than first thought, with the titular Baz now being looked into for his connections as a brand ambassador for a Cyprus-based bookmaker. Interesting times. <laughs> really? Yeah. All of a sudden, declaring nine down on day one in the first innings, eh, it seems slightly more dubious than just aggressive cricket. They're already looking for excuses, mate. They're scared as. I love They're it. shitting themselves. It. <laughs> shitting this themselves. This winter is going to be amazing. You realise we're going to have State of Origin, Women's World Cup, Ashes, incredible. Rugby World Cup, and then all the footy codes heating up. It's going to be off the charts. Oh, that is incredible. Cannot wait, buddy. I'm going to have to get a job just so I can quit it. <laughs> Winter is coming. We know what's coming with it. We can't face it alone. To basketball. Heaps going on in the world of basketball. Aussie Shanice Swain is drafted number 14 in the WNBA. She's off to the LA Sparks. Good luck, Shanice. Sorry, Shanice Swain. Yeah, dude. Get Mike Tyson to say that name. Fuck me dead. I think her brother's name is Shenefew. <laughs> I don't even know why it's good. 
Shanice and Shanephew. Shanephew, you are not the father. <laughs> I reckon it would be Shanice and he nephew. Dante, you are not. <laughs> so much going on in basketball, Mace. The oh. NBA proper oh. has finally kicked off with the commencement of the playoffs. And I love this for a lot of reasons. It's it's different basketball, but the crowds, mate. Oh. I love these playoff crowds. Wow. Different gravy, awesome. isn't it? The Sacramento Big crowd time. was just... Oh, yeah. They were going right dance. off. You know what shits me, though, is the whole crowd. Like, literally the whole crowd in the shirts provided under the seats. And then there's always just one douche wanting to wear his denim shirt yeah. and his cowboy hat. Put doing? the shirt on, mate. Be a team player. Who cares if you're on a date, mate, on a Tinder date? Get it on. Put it on. If I was on a Tinder date and someone did that, firstly, I'd say, how did I get here? I'm not on Tinder. And secondly, I'd say, put the shirt on. I don't want to be with someone like this. If you're next to him, you're allowed to say to him, Yeah, put it on, mate. Put it on now. We're all in this. I know who you necessarily wouldn't want to be sat next to, and that is Damar DeRozan's daughter, D.R. DeRozan. So many Ds. I know. D.R. DeRozan is DeMar DeRozan's daughter. The DeRozan clan really taking a leaf out of the Gout family's naming playbook. D.R. DeRozan gets her dad's Chicago Bulls over the line by desquealing every time a de Toronto player attempted a death free throw. <laughs> it's hard to say, isn't it? Toronto missed a whopping 18 from De Charity to Stripe because she was squealing just at the moment that they shot. Unreal. And you know what was great as well was her mum was next to her and she was just giving no-look high fives. Like, like yeah, this is a given. Every time they miss, it was just a little high five. And then squeal. The best. But she won't be there next game because she's got to go back to school. The best. The best thing I've seen in sport. Oh, that's a bold statement. I just thought it was so... Having a kid, having a kid now, just ma- imagine having him there doing that. You just oh. like, It's just the best. So, I don't know. I reckon, and that squeal I the, the dad vibe would turn around and be like, shut up and keep it down. Inside voice. <laughs> I will fucking drive you home right now. I'd never say that. I don't have a car. The stat of missing 18 really means it works. It was their worst free throw performance for, like, decades. They missed half of them. 18 of 36. The squeal was like, is someone okay? No, it that's those, it. Those kind of, like, is everything all right over there? Mate, unbelievable. She rules. Life is really good for him right now. He's in a good headspace. That is the daughter of Damar DeRozan. And here's the voice you're hearing when Raptors shoot. She's screaming. <laughs> that time it didn't work. <laughs> Hopefully she's back. Speaking of back, Rudy Gobert is back in the Timberwolves lineup after serving a one-match ban oh. for the most French move ever after punching a teammate oh. in the shoulder. The Stifle Tower. Stifle Tower, honestly, just commit Ugh. to doing a Draymond and whack him already. Like, if you're going to do it, do it properly. Oh. From what I'm hearing and my ears to the ground in the NBA, you know, it's just he's mm. not a great bloke, apparently. So French. He's so French. Really smart pants. What did French land give us? We invented the democracy, existentialism, and the blowjob. <laughs> Those are three pretty good things. <laughs> hey, well, that last one's pretty cool. Do you remember when your flatulence disease, COVID, first came about? And oh, yeah. he took it as a joke and jokingly touched all the microphones. It's like, oh, precautions, and touched <laughs> them all in the press conference. Too. Yeah, he had COVID. Cheers. <laughs> Come on, Stifle. Stop it, Stifle. Shocking Stifle bloke. Stifle your attitude. Shocking bloke. Hey, that reminds me of a time when I got in a bit of argy-bargy on the court with a guy. He elbowed one of our players, so I got him on the next play, elbowed him back. Ooh. He did not take it very well 
he said to really? me, let's call the game off. Let's go on the car park. Car park. Car park styles. And I went, hoo hoo, he's right up for it. Did you do the fire up like, let's go, let's go, let's go, inside voice going, shit, shit, yeah, shit. Yeah, 100%. I was like, let's go, get her around me, get her around me. Everyone pull me back, pull me back so I don't actually get in a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's DeRozan's daughter? Help me. <laughs> he got he got two texts out of the game. I got one, sat off on the bench, came up to me 30 seconds later and goes, I'm so sorry, mate. I haven't got my nicotine patch on. You wouldn't believe it. That's what he said. <laughs> You, I haven't okay. got my nicotine patch on. I went, oh, yeah, mate, I get it. Yeah, no worries. Didn't, don't get it, but said I get trying it. Trying to quit. Trying yeah, to I'm quit. trying to quit fighting. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. If you're one of those people that you find yourself asking the question, every time I quit smoking, why am I always beating up on everybody in my life? Why am I always so angry? Then this video is for you. And finally on basketball, mates, the yeah. Dallas Mavericks have been fined $1.1 million after they tanked the back end of their season. I'm sure that'll put a hefty dent in owner Mark Cuban's $5 billion fortune. So Seppo, so NBA, so American, so disgu- I'm disgusted with it. I hate it. Yeah, it's not good. Imagine being a Mavs fan. Cool, we got Kyrie and we're not trying to win. Hey, quiz question. Yeah. Could you please all stand for the segment we call Ask Mace? Move your tail! Move your tail! You look like a girl out there. What's the matter with you? I feel like a Kentucky Fried Idiot. Can you name me any players in NBA history who have worn the number 69 jersey? Dennis Rodman? Negative. He hasn't worn that. I can tell you why he hasn't worn that. The NBA outlawed the number 69 from all jerseys many, many moons ago because they want it to be a family-friendly league and they thought there'd be too many sexual connotations. Oh, my God. America. 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 But then they talk about things like Baby Shaq and the Baby Hook. Come on, don't be creeps now and call people baby. <laughs> we all know what you really mean. Oh, the toddler hook. The toddler hook. Oh, by yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Little infant hook there. <laughs> Actually, don't mind that. <laughs> infant hook's good. I like that. Infant hook's all right. Yeah. Speaking of hooks to boxing now, and I use the term very lightly, what is this sport becoming? YouTuber Jake Paul will take on UFC fighter Nate Diaz in the squared circle. Jake promoting the bout by tweeting, A funeral for Nathaniel Diaz to send him back to Dana White will be held on this date. Refreshments will be provided. Black tie affair. (laughs) Don't mind that. I actually like that. That's great. That's really good. I don't mind that, but what I do hate is the pantomime rhetoric of loathing and the bullshit boxing promos it's all bluster and faux hatred and loathing and then it's all cuddles and respect and rematches as soon as the bell sounds at the end yeah he's a good man i respect him it's like hang on you spent the last month saying how he he fiddles with monkeys and stuff it's like the actual boxing match is about the 50th thing on the priority list bums on seats money on pay-per-view if there's a fight so be it trust your sport Trust you. Yeah, they There's no trust they and don't. they don't. It's all about money. It's not about the biffs. Who knows what's next for these guys. I'll tell you what could be next, actually. Speaking of Dana White, they could be set for a debut in Slap Wars. 
unbelievable. Slap Wars. Are you across Slap Wars? <laughs> My God. Fair high school fucking activity. Slap Wars. 100%. 100% initiation on a naval boat or something. For anyone who hasn't seen this, it does what it says on the tin. It's basically two people lined up slap face to slap face, <laughs> almost a bit like um, an arm wrestling competition type setup. Oh, yeah. But instead of wrestling arms, you just slap the other bloke in the face as hard as you can. Oh, and the first one to be God. knocked out, you guessed it, is the loser. How do you train for slap wars? <laughs> Seriously. What a high fives. Oh, yeah, on your face. <laughs> Maybe you just publicly jibe Will Smith's wife on international television. <laughs> Big Willie style. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. As you know from previous spots, I love watching people get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> and this is I can't like watch it, man. this is going like you know someone's getting knocked out. It hurts my jaw looking at it. And then they they have people behind them to catch them. Yeah. The trust fall. Because they're going to get their head and die. So there's one bloke, I was looking this up during the week, and there's a guy who's like the welterweight. There's divisions. So I guess you weigh your hand. Right? It's like, oh, your fingers are in the welterweight division, but your palms are heavyweight. You're going to cross the belts. Instead of belts, they wear watches. Yeah, so there's one guy who's just claiming to be the goat. He's like, I'm still the goat, even though I lost. Like, greatest of all time. The sport's been going for about 10 minutes, and it's not a sport. You're a drip. You're the greatest dickhead of all time. Greatest dickhead of all time. G-dote. I love that you're disgusted by this, but I know for a fact and you all you it. guys did in London was a thing called Last Samurai. <laughs> and that was... Now Now you're all disgusted. What has happened? Okay, so Last Samurai was when you get on your knees and the other person gets to slap you across the face with a thong, right? And in the dead of winter, it really smarts for a few days. And we had to stop it because it was actually your brother, I think, burst his eardrum or something and couldn't hear anymore. Yeah, perforated eardrum. <laughs> but anyone who's ever spoken to your brother wished it was their ear. So that's kind of my point. We were young and dumb and full of ourselves. We didn't actually think, let's go and make this into a worldwide sport. Very good point. Even we had the wherewithal after a couple of months of going, all right, guys, we've got to call a truce on this shit. I Not never, cool. I'll never forget his face when you were all dancing around him after you slapped him and all he could say was, I can't hear. I can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> and I was declared the winner. <laughs> I'm sorry, could you speak into my good ear? To chess now. And an error of judgment hurts Ian Nepomniachtchi, meaning the Russian failed to invade his opponent. That makes a change. China's Ding Lauren. <laughs> I didn't realise that was the guy's name. I thought it was just every time he made a move. Ding! <laughs> Ding Lauren. The blunder was caught by expert commentator Dutch Grandmaster Anish Giri. He picked up the mistake. Quote, I have a good angle here on his ear. It is red. I can tell you. Red ears is one of the signs of blunders. My ears turned red right away when I blunder. Wow. It's like the mood shirts. <laughs> yeah. He's got red ears. Oh, ears no. Red. He's made a mistake. Ears are turning red. Oh, my God. Can I have a word with you? I'm all ears. Chess. I mean, I've got a cousin, full nerd, right? And he, uh, it's like the nerd, it's how they bully. He used to always go to me, I can beat you in two King moves. King Japan 4. Yeah. <laughs> but he always say, I can beat you in two moves. I can beat you in two moves. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Did you say, me. I can beat you in two? Me hitting you, you hitting the floor. <laughs> but it's their, it's their way to bully, old nerd nerd bully. Say bully again. I want to say, say bully again. I want to see slap chess. 
Oh, his ear has turned red. Yeah, he just got slapped. Instead of dinging the thing, you move and yeah. then slap, slap him. King to pawn four. Slap. Oh no, he's moved his pawn in the right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Hang on a second, son. Well, there's chess boxing, isn't there? But that's like three minutes in the ring and then 10 minutes chess or something like that. I want to see it every move. You just get to clock the other bloke. So like, I've gone from saying how much I despise it to like inventing another sport it. where blokes get knocked out. Idiot. You got knocked the fuck out, man. I like that he said, the quote is, I have a good angle here on his ear. Okay. So what? You're looking at his head. You're side on. I can tell you red ears is one of the signs of blunders. Aren't you a professional chess grandmaster? Wouldn't you see the move and go, oh, that's a mistake. He's going to get hit there. His queen's in jeopardy. Oh, no, nah, I'm just looking at his ears. He seems to be playing a good game. They're Don't pretty pale. tell anyone. He's told yeah. everyone. I know. I want to play poker against that bloke. I'll be playing poker and go, hey, mate, just do me a favour. Get in the profile. Look out the window for a second. <laughs> his mugshot, he's just got bright red ears. Oh, he's made a blunder here. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have stolen that six foot of grey Bubba Bubba. Because that's what he's getting arrested for. What the fuck? Oh. Come here, son. Oh, I didn't mean it, officer. I didn't Take the mean stack it. hat off. Take the stack hat off. No, no, there's nothing in the stack hat, officer, I swear. Mate, we saw you put the Zappos in the bottom of the Why has everyone got a lisp? <laughs> because I'm hung over and a bit ripped. Right, come over here. What's your name? Fam, fam, listen name? to me. My name's Gout Gout. Right, you're coming with us. <laughs> My name is Shanice Swain. Do you want to say it back to me? <laughs> listen here, smartass. We've got your brother, her nephew, in the, in the cells. Champagne Charlie is at 12 to 1. Mr. Fixit is at 16s. First edition and Pete's Choice at 33 to 1. Sister Sally is at 66 to 1. So too is Slingshot. Silver Shadow and Summer Haze at 100 to 1. And the rank outsiders, Son of Sam, and set the scene at 660 to 1. So there you are, Johnny. Every fucking horse with an S in his name. What do you reckon? She's a bit of a setup. We used to do that at, at our local servo. We'd put heaps what? of lollipops and gum on. and stuff in, oh. in the... Yeah, we'd put lisps in the Slurpee cup and then fill it up. And you'd have like two inches of Slurpee at the top and then just like an absolute treasure trove of lollies. Oh, and then like we used to put it in our stack hats as well and then put the helmet on in the shop. Not sus at all. Walking around and just go, oh, yeah, I'll just, um, just a pack of fad sanks for like 20 cents. Meanwhile, your head's wobbling around like you're snake charming. That is the best. It's so good. That is so, so stupid. good. Speaking of stack hats, to BMX now. I thought that's what you going to Okay, fuck it, I will. Speaking yeah, of stack please. hats to extreme sports now. And BMX rider Chris Kyle, Chris with a K, Kyle also with a K, oh. completes a world first, oh, no shit, when he performs BMX tricks in a hot air <laughs> balloon suspended more than 2,000 feet above ground. What? Uh, okay. How extreme do you need to be? We get it. I know. We get it. <laughs> Evidently, pretty extreme. Fuck. This was effectively a floating skate park um, in that Red Bull whipped together. How much cash do Red Bull actually oh have? Oh, God. They are throwing money at this sort of stuff. Fair stoners running that thing. Yeah. Yeah, what else could we do? Uh, what about a BMX bike in the in the sky? <laughs> uh, good idea, bro. <laughs> I'm so high. 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 Hang on a minute. Hang I've got an idea. <laughs> when I asked if you could be any higher whilst riding BMX, I didn't think this is what you would do. 
Hey, do you want a quote from Kyle with a K? Look, I'm gonna I'm Nostradamus here, but he's gonna be pretty stoked, I reckon. I don't know if he's stoked, but he's pretty prescient. He said, I went straight to the edge, looked over and thought, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Because if you don't hit the rail, your life's over. I'm tipping it is once in a lifetime, you douche. He continues. He did his voice good. All through riding that. I forgot what I did. Yeah, it was like that. Shit. All through riding that little bike, I was like, this is the one that I'll be taking to the grave. Yeah, no shit. Again, in about two minutes' time. I hope they scatter your ashes over about four paddocks when you land. They want to die, those blokes. I couldn't be more opposite of any of these people, these extreme people. I remember I had to run when I was a kid. All my mates had BMXs, but no helmets would fit my head. So Dad said, you were not allowed to ride a bike without a helmet. How did you steal six-foot ropes of Grape Hubba Bubba? Oh, mate, I had to run next to all my mates while they rode bikes. No, I had you to didn't. Run, no, you didn't, mate. I'm running around Oakley. That's exactly how Gout Gout started. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was a marathon runner. That'd be a great story. Hang on, I need to, I need to unpack that a little bit. You had a bunch of mates as you do as a kid riding BMX, and you said, oh, "I want to do this," and it was like, "No, where our lawsuit for the one size fits all stack hat hasn't come through yet." Your head's yeah. too big. You got too big a bond. The stack hat wasn't big enough. So your melon's too big to fit the safety requirements. So instead of canning it, you're like, well, I'll just run alongside you guys. <laughs> Did you put like spoky dokes on your shoes and like the Ace of Spades <laughs> cards between your thighs so it sounded like a motorbike? Like all the other put cool like kids? A, I put like a chain around my ankles. Ah, oh, chain's gone. It's the outtakes of BMX bandits is just you and Nicole Kidman running. Fuck, that's the saddest thing I've heard. It was really sad. It was really sad. Yeah. How I, long did you keep up for him for? Were they doing like tabletops and stuff and you were just there going, I'm not doing that trick? It was before pegs as well where you could like dink on the back. You know, yeah. You pegs in the wheels? Nah, I just would be What, running. someone was going to put pegs on you and they were going to dink while you ran? <laughs> Actual clothesline pegs though? It became a thing. Like, let's go to the shops, get your bikes on. I'd just put my sho- running shoes on. It was unbelievable. Oh, that's sad. So that's sad. just really sad. really sad. As if a helmet wouldn't fit you. There's got to be a helmet. That, I know you got a big head, but Jesus. I should bring that up with my shrink during the week. I think that story. Mm, see if he can shrink your head. <laughs> <laughs> you know the ones. We call them ace. They're the ones who set the pace. Their stack hat is their mark of fame. The toughest helmet with the toughest name. They wear a stack hat. They stand apart in the sport they choose, whether casual ride or river cruise. This Aussie stack hat meets the test, for Australian sports demand the best. They wear a stack hat! Those who think safety helmets are just for fun know who to cheer when the game is won. They wear a stack hat! The All-Australian safety helmet. To Rugby League now. Rugby. And South Sydney have relocated from their physical and spiritual home of Redfern Oval. Did you see any of this during the week? Sad. Very sad. It is a bit. Yeah, so so Redfern Oval's been around for the, the club's 115-year history. But what they did was pretty full-on. I'll just read a bit from it uh, here. On. The club decided to carry its history with them, literally. Players and coaches met at Redfern Oval at dawn. At the club's offices over the road, they unscrewed old team photos and honour rolls from the walls and gently laid them in boxes. Then, with the precious cargo on their shoulders, they began a 26-kilometre overnight pilgrimage from the holy lands of Redfern Oval, visiting sacred sites along the way. Wow. The sacred sites, and I actually rate this, was they went via all the players' junior grounds. 
So they went to Mascot Oval where their skipper Cam Murray and, and a few of the other players oh, played as awesome. like young Jets. They went to Erskineville where Adam Reynolds started. They went to Yarra Oval. So they went through all these places That's where all awesome. the, the guys used to play. But how weird would it be if you're like coming home from work on night shift, staggering home from the pub on a Tuesday at two in the morning, cutting through the park and it's the entire Souths team so just with weird. boxes of memorabilia oh. on their shoulder. Just moving out. That's incredible. Yeah, it would be weird. <laughs> be really strange pretty special week actually we get to transition from redfern over to heffron we'll still be around but you know moving over to the new stadium we want to take the soul of redfern and all these people with us my actual head office of my work is opposite redfern oval oh really so my first day i went there and watched cody walker just kicking for goal in the preseason. oh that'd be quite uh, therapeutic almost before the first day so i walked in there just you know huh. loving it but being a melbournian living near redfern when i moved here observing that area it is such a central hub in redfern that oval mm. where mm. it's located that around the whole ground is a park a lot of community around that ground mate you see latrell walking around redfern all the time cam murray all the time yes, i've seen sweet. him many a time so cool so cool and there's a cafe there i think it's called bunny beans or something like that the cafe part of the stadium of course it is and there's an old duck behind the the barista and she said to me I've been making coffees here for 40 years. <laughs> Who do you think you are coming in here ordering a yeah. frappuccino? We don't have black coffee here. We just have mud. I've been drinking in the mud. Oh, Referencing our own episodes, we're officially assholes. There's an actual beacon for Redfern, that oval, and it's a shame, really. Mm. It's, it's an amazing spot where it is. It's right in the heart of it. Well, apparently on the night, Rusty pulled aside, he pulled aside the Burgess boys and they got really emotional because he handed them a life membership for their deceased dad and said, you're part of this family, so your family's part of our That's family. That's incredible. That's actually amazing. And they all broke down in front of him. That's amazing. Pretty full on. From some homeless bloke giving him a photo. Yeah, they're forced to walk half a marathon with boxes on their shoulder. So a homeless bloke with gout gout could hand them a membership for someone who doesn't exist. Yeah, awesome. All right, boys, we've done all that. Come back to Redfern Oval. I'm going to put on a little show for a toe fog for the next 14 hours in the middle of the Oval. Radelaide. Colourful cultural events, a thriving restaurant and small bar scene, and fine wine in the Barossa Valley make Adelaide your next must-visit destination. The bustling city of Adelaide is brimming with events that excite, restaurants that inspire and beaches that make you feel at ease. What's more? Adelaide sits right at the foot of three incredible wine regions that produce both world-renowned and under-the-radar wines. So when you visit, make sure you leave enough time to experience the city and explore its stunning surrounds. And let's get to the real attractions of South Australia. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of boring old churches to tour. But how about going 40 kilometres south where you can visit the adorably small country town named Snowtown and do a walking day tour to take the edge off, then immediately get the 
fuck out of there. Why not slip, slop, slap and head to Summerton Beach in Glenelg and recount the steps of Tom and Shove so we can all get some sleep and finally crack the case of the mysterious Summerton man. Come to South Australia slash Radelaide and enjoy the real attractions it has to offer. You'll have so much fun. Believe me. AFL now, and we're off to Satellite. Gather Round has gone off wow. in the state of South Australia. Shock horror. People have spare time in Adelaide. And Polo <laughs> Boy still remains. Quit already. Do you know what? It's becoming ridiculous. Mel, who's not, you know. Yeah, She yeah. said the other day, didn't he resign? Didn't he quit a year ago? <laughs> it's like when, like, despots try and create a false democracy for the world that no one believes. So it's like, okay, uh, I know we're only supposed to have eight years in office for each term, but as this is my eighth year... Um, I think we should extend it to a lifetime in office. And it's like, okay, Mr. Putin, I guess it's yours. Please don't kill us. Well, in the name of democracy, uh, we'll put it to a vote. I get one vote and everyone else gets none. And we're good. Just leave, Polo Boy. Go, mate. What's he waiting for? How many weeks do you have to give? I don't know. I don't know. And what's going on with the racism scandal? What happened with that? Is that still ongoing? I haven't heard anything. Who knows, mate? Bloody knows. Get in a barrel already. <laughs> Next week's headline, Polo Boy Found in Barrel. Polo oh, Boy shit. Found in Barrel. Yeah, imagine that. And then next to it is like a really large barrel where his horse is. <laughs> Polo Boy and his horse Lucky were found in a small town of <laughs> South Australia. Gout Gout made the discovery on his morning jog next to his BMX bikes. It'll be another two weeks before police converge on this disused former bank and what they find will not only horrify them, but give the isolated rural community of Snowtown an international reputation for all the wrong reasons. To Olympics now, in a blow for morale, for teammate support and for mass rooting, the AOC have put a ban on Aussie athletes staying in the Olympic Village. <laughs> this, is, this really Sad. pisses me off, Sad. man. I hate it. Woke shit. It's woke shit. That's all this is. Absolute woke shit. Well, yeah. So because of the success in Tokyo where, because of COVID, they couldn't stay in the village and we won heaps of medals, the AOC went, oh, that clearly worked. Let's do that. But there was nothing better than like seeing, you know, the the basketball team at the swimming cheering them on or the swimmers oh. watching like Simon Fairweather or someone in the archery. Like it's kind of cool for morale and it scuppers the dream of the next generation of ultra athletes that I always have. I always assume like how good would it be if Lauren Jackson – Went the rumpy pumpy with like Patty Mills oh. in the Olympic Village. We just have a generation of superstar kids coming exactly. through. Like, I think it should be forced upon them. The rooting. I know that's creepy as well. The monumental rooting that is happening in these villages. <laughs> Gee, there's been a lot of monumental rooting talk, hasn't there? A lot of rooting talk. I mean, they're not rooting in the stands watching Kieran in the last lap. They're in the village. Although, there was a bit of one man rooting when I saw that. Lane 8. Hackett Thorpe. Hackett Thorpe. The best type of rooting. (laughs) Rare rooting. I mean, what's the problem with them having sex in the village? Like, 
what happened? Did chlamydia start in the village? Like, why is it so scary? Where did it all... Where did this ban come from? It became... Okay, it came from Japan. Yeah, right. There are some things best left unanswered, you know? Like, why have they banned these athletes? Why do we find asses attractive? Why do we call people baby in sexual acts? It's strange world Man, we live in. What if cat was spelt D-O-G? I mean, it's all there. Why, <laughs> they, they have been training for four years... Yeah. Let them get yeah. it, the pants down. Pants off. But the other thing is, like, what Let about the inspiration you get from walking around and going, there's Usain Bolt. He just won gold last night and he's got the European handball team off his hip. But, like, the, the stuff that you exactly. get in those moments is is what will inspire more generations to go. Exactly. Who wouldn't want to have sex with a Greek hairy weightlifter after you finish fourth in discus? I mean, that's what you're after. That's what you're after. <laughs> Everyone's attractive in the village. It's a mass oh. orgy. Leave it alone. Greatest aphrodisiac of all time, Olympic Village, baby. Oh, my God. Potent. My last Olympics was when I first learned about Tinder, and it was the best place to go because everybody on it was just a bunch of hot babe Olympians. If you saw condoms with Olympic rings on them, wouldn't you take them? Like... Every day. I honestly didn't see one condom the whole time I was there. And finally, my Monday indoor football team, the FC Digabats, thumped new boys in town, Yoke FC 9-1. Yoke. Yeah. What a yoke. We shell-shocked them. Excellent performance. And inner city Barada Mace, how did they fare? We had a forfeit. Oh, yeah? Did you do the Tim Sheens and beat it? <laughs> the Toothless Tigers now have two premiership points. We failed to mention that in the NRL oh, section. Oh, God, Sheensy. Yeah, we didn't do Sheensy watch. So in the NRL, when you get a forfeit, you still get two premiership points. Yeah. So they're officially on the board now without having a win. What's all this participation award bullshit about? Why not just give the, everyone zero and it evens out in the mix? Yeah, I like that. It's good musing, that one. points for not playing if the other team forfeited no 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 you need to do that in social leagues but in in a competition sure across 23 rounds where you know every single team has a buy one by each oh sorry yeah why not give them all 100 points then it doesn't matter you're talking about a professional sport where people get (laughs) yeah so this is a bit of a loosely based sports (laughs) podcast with a slight flatulence (laughs) and rooting element i'll give you the mo later yeah that's a great music mate i don't know why Sonny's Musings Brain Dome Activity Sheensy Sheensy He's the uncle that's never had kids And is a bit weird at Christmas And always asks for extra crackle Fucking Sh- Uncle Sheensy again <laughs> <laughs> He's always after the extra crackle The bastard He knows there's not enough What are you having at Christmas? Hey? You having pork at Christmas? Yeah, crackle yeah, okay. Fuck. <laughs> Delicious. What are you... I didn't know you were Muslim. Why don't you have pork at Christmas? No, I just drink heaps of piss, eat a few prawns and uh, watch Goodfellas alone. Wait for the Boxing Day test. It's the nation's greatest Christmas food. That was a genuine current affair headline. <laughs> it's the nation's favourite Christmas seafood. But do you know where your prawns are really coming from? <laughs> yeah, mate. The ocean. Couldn't give a rat's ass. Could not care less. 
Oh, it's good stuff. It's the Easter favourite under threat. Prawns could be few and far between this weekend. And these local fishermen say harsh new restrictions could sink their industry. So that wraps up all the current day sport. But Mace, you're going to throw a bit of a curveball our way and you're not going to be juicing the balls on this one. Oh, it is redemption time. Could be a bit of juicy. That's right, kids. <laughs> it's time for... Welcome to Mace's Retro Headlines. Take it away, champion. Well, well, well. Hopefully it's not too juicy, but this tickled my fancy when I saw it pop up. When I typed in mm. weird old sports stories into Google. Pretty extensive um, is... <laughs> research on the old Ask Jeeves there, baby. <laughs> and all that popped up was actor Mickey Rourke once beat Usain Bolt in a foot race. Well, I believe he was on a BMX bike next to him. <laughs> All right, explain. The man Start once juicing. filmed steamy scenes with Kim Bassinger, was the only competent actor in The Expendables, and it seems can even beat the world's fastest man in a foot race. Nope, can't do it. Mickey Rourke is some kind of wonderful. Mm. Quote, we were outside the Wellington in central London, and it was four in the morning. It was just that time of the night, you know. When anything can happen. So I went up to him and I said, Come on, you're the world's fastest man. Fastest. 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 You're the world's fastest man. <laughs> Rain in the flatulence, I said to Usain. Rain it in, Usain. <laughs> Come on, you're the world's fastest man. Let's go. There was a space in the street of about 30 meters. I got him to back up about four paces. We set off and I got him by a few inches. No, you didn't. Absolutely <laughs> never happened. <laughs> Never happened. His saying was asked a question and said, I won very, very easily. Quote, I had been drinking tequila with these guys from the Huddersfield Giants rugby team. I was... So um- is this you saying now? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, it's murky territory to try an accent, so um, just stick with Mickey Rourke's accent. That's good. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Mickey Rourke. I, 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 <laughs> I go deeper with Are the quote from Mickey. Are we back on Mickey now? I go deeper with the quotes from Mickey. You're in juicing territory. I I, am big time. I had been drinking tequila (laughs) with these guys from Huddersfield Giants rugby team. I was arm wrestling with one of them. He was huge. And that's how I tore my bicep. I should have given in, but I didn't want to. And then, you know... Classic no, we don't. Rock. We don't. Then he wrote, then he oh, says, "Oh yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean exactly." Last time I was arm wrestling with one of the uh, Huddersfield Giants, and I tore my bicep off, and I beat the fastest man on the planet. I just thought, you know, fair night, more tequila. <laughs> but at least I won some. This is Rock. Sorry, this is Rock again. Oh yeah, I need to know the voice. <laughs> but at least I won something that night. We were going to go back into the bar again after I've raced. You're saying You're giving up on the voice. <laughs> Sorry, Come on, you'll be good. Do the accent. But at least I won something that night. We were going to go back into the bar again after I raced Usain, but they had to close it down for the night. So it was a pretty good way to end up. Wow, you heard it here first. This is like, you know, like who shot JR on Dallas and it's like, it was all a dream. Or like Roseanne was all a dream. It's like, hey, Mickey, 
Lay off the Quaaludes, bro. Oh None of this God. happened. He would be a real Quaaludes guy. Huge. The only thing that happened in that story, I reckon, is him not being allowed back in the pub. <laughs> Shit faced on tequila, four in the morning. Mickey, we're closed. <laughs> oh, I'm going to race you, Shane. I have a bicep. No one here. Like Tyler Durden soul, like drinking beer by himself. Mate, he's freaking barefoot as well. Lost his shoes. Mate, he can be wearing unicorns on his arms. It's not real. <laughs> He didn't beat Usain Bolt in the rain at 4am. None of this happened. Mate, it's a quote. I'm reading the quote. It happened. Fucking ask Jeeves has led you down the garden path, mate. It's actually a real juice baller, this one. Absolute oh, the beauty. Juice I love it. <laughs> you know what? I love that they're oh. shit. I'm actually enjoying how shit they are. It's the No, nah, they're good. They're good. We got the accents and that's all we really needed. That pretty much wraps us up, mate. What a way to end it. We've yet again gone for well <laughs> over an hour. And the last five minutes was pretty valuable. We'll end it with Marlboro Man. <laughs> to athletics now and Mickey Rourke never ran against anyone. Okay. <laughs> gout, gout, coming at you, baby. Gout, gout, baby. <laughs> it sounds like vanilla ice or something. <laughs> All right, stop. Get some gout and listen. Ice is back with the brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. <laughs> All right, mate. We're going to have to head off now because we've done enough shit talking for one session, I think. Hey, thanks to everyone who's listened out there. Hey, mate, when you give these socials, you need to be on point because I've had several people come up to me and say, why haven't you posted the photo of the FUBU beret on your social media? Mum's going to send it through. Yep. Good. It was on a FaceTime. She's getting it for me. It should be up very, very shortly. Very shortly. Put it up, baby. And where yep. are they going to be able to find that? You'll be finding that at maybe underscore underscore daily. That's maybe underscore underscore daily on Twitter and Instagram. Follow and like our shit. Please. Follow and like our shit, please. And head on over to Crumpet Life. Crumpet L-Y-F. The great Johnny Sinclair. If you didn't catch our F1 pod about a week ago, feel free to dive back and have a listen to that. Big thanks to John. Big thanks to friend of the pod, Nick Maxwell, for his US Masters golf podcast as well. Both highly riveting and actually had some information in it. So a bit of a change of pace for us. But we'll be back next week with more inane bullshit, musings, questions, queries, and no answers. And until then, Mace, I love you and I need you to stay mint. I love you. Stay mint, Sonny. No, I love you. Oh, I love you. No, you hang up. (laughs) See you, mate. See you, buddy. Teenager, gout, gout. First question at the Olympics is, what the fuck happened at the naming? What happened? Gout, talk to Apparently me. he's got a really good first 10 metres because the rest of the competition <laughs> are just stunned when they introduce him. In lane eight, gout, gout, on your marks. What the fuck? So many false starts. <laughs> Going to be saying gout, gout all night now. Gout, gout. Baby.